Hi, I'm Cody Alexander with Match Quarters. Welcome to another Art of X show. Today, we're going to talk about off-ball sims and the creation of natural cross dogs within that. Uh, going to take a look at the Troy Trojans, kind of explain why I looked at them and some other trends that I'm seeing at the at the college level and a little bit at, at the NFL level, something to look forward to uh, at the lower levels as well. So let's dig in. First off, before we begin, let's talk about what is a creeper and what is a sim. Sometimes they can be synonymous depending on who you're talking to. Um, other times you're going to find that they are categorized in different sets. The way that I look at it, a creeper is a replacement pressure. I'm sending an off-ball defender to the B or the C gap, so I'm attacking the edge of the box, and I'm going to drop uh, away the D end. Uh, now, can you have a creeper with a nose drop in? Sure. Um, I don't know how many out there would like to drop a nose. I know that they there are times when uh, teams have done that. Uh, but in terms of just like a pure, what is a pure creeper, off-ball defender attacking the B and C gap, we're going to drop a drop away, which is normally going to be the DN. Uh, and it's it's an odd spacing fit, meaning that we're going to plug the B gap. So the way that this fits in, in terms of if you were just going to put this on a whiteboard and you were going to draw it up, it would be the exact same way if you were running like the tight front. Okay, so we're clogging both B gaps, but we're doing it with pressure. A simulated pressure. There's two types of simulated pressures. You have a presentation sim. So I'm going to present five plus on the line of scrimmage, yet I'm only going to rush four. Now, within that presentation sim, you can have inserts. This isn't just, hey, it kind of like what I've talked about before on match quarters, the Miami tag pressures where we're going to put six to seven guys on the line, but we're only going to we're only going to rush four because we're going to kind of tag and drop off of off of the pass pro what i'm talking about here is we're presenting either a 5-0 front meaning that we have five on the line nobody behind or we have six defenders on the line uh we're, we're showing that we're going to blitz right but we're only going to rush four and you can add some of your these creeper elements to it so you can kind of have a mixture of both that is a presentation sim uh those became really popular a couple of years ago uh with kind of the nfl uh sim pressures that a lot of people started talking about coming from uh the saving tree an off ball sim is attack the a gap with a with a box backer meaning a linebacker that's inside the tackles and we're going to drop a d in now, these pressures that I've talked about before, Allen or what Aranda calls mechs, these are solo dog pressures, meaning that there's only one linebacker going. You can also have what I call manning or uh, in the Aranda term belly, where you're going to send both linebackers and you can create natural cross dogs within, within the box. So that's how I define it. Um, if you talk to some other people, uh, you know, if they're using a box, if they're using a box backer, that's a simulated pressure. If they're using an overhang, that's a creeper. Uh, so there's different ways that you can do this, but just to simplify it as much as possible, a creeper is a replacement pressure. You have presentation sims showing five or more on the line and only rushing four. And then off ball sims, which gives you a traditional presentation pre-snap. And then you send a box backer on, into an internal gap, mainly the A gap. Okay. 
and everything here can create natural cross dogs, which is if you talk, if you listened in the Nike coach of the year clinic with uh, Schumann, uh, who's the, now the defensive coordinator at Georgia, and they talked about what they were trying to do last year in, in 2021. One of the big things that he talked about was creating these natural cross dogs and layering the fits of the defense and using that D line that they had uh, to their advantage. So let's go into what is, a, again, let's dive into what is a creeper. So one of the most famous ones is attacking the weak side or the boundary, which would be Brady. Okay. And so what you have uh, presentation wise is uh, just a simple overfront. Okay, so we're just going to get into an overfront. If it's a two by two set, you're going to set the front to the field uh, away from the pressure. So remember, it's Brady, it's a B. We're going to send somebody through the B gap uh, in that, and that's going to be our will linebacker. Okay, so the DN to the blitz side is going to cop, means contain pressure. You can alert him to peel. You can have it. And I've seen this before in some of these situations where the coach that's running these plays a kind of a, a balance rule with these DNs that whoever has the back on their side can peel. Uh, so you can have that. Remember, you're having a B gap pressure. You're probably going to get the tackle kicking to the D end who's going to cop. So he can work that cop and then peel with the D end if you want. Now, the one thing about this is your stack backer, okay? If the back is to the pressure side and your stack backer is away, right? You can have a peel tag for your DN. That's where it's advantageous. If the stack backer is to the running back side, well, he's in charge of the running back anyway. He can peel with it. You can kind of give a lock call to your DN. No matter what, pressure side that defensive end is going to box because he, you want to box everything you want to send everything back into that pressure okay so that's kind of your peel rules and your dn rules away from the boundary so your field dn right and your three take they're going to be what i call they're going to play wedge okay and i this is a term that i use to teach this we're going to wedge the offensive tackle okay the the three tech and the DN are both going to step to the tackle. If the tackle fans to the DN, he's going to he's going to he's going to wrap and drop. Okay, this is a way to get in extra numbers in box, especially in early downs. When we're talking about off ball uh, creepers and off ball simulated pressures, the you know the the whole point is hey, we're doing this on uh, kind of these normal downs, right? So how can we get numbers into the box, especially if if we're, they're going to run? So if the tackle fans that DN's going to stab and drop, right? He wants to he wants to engage and drop. He could fold back into the box, kind of pulling the chain. Because remember, we got that stack backer who's going to create. It. Remember, we're creating that natural cross action with with the linebackers. Nose is going to try and cross face. I call that a face technique. We're going to try and cross face with it with the center. Now, if the tackle down blocks. That DN now is getting a run read. So he can now surf and get his eyes to the quarterback. This is really good if you have long DNs. Have him sit on the edge of that box and just get in the quarterback's window. Because a lot of times, where's that pressure coming? If you get a down block, they're trying to get everybody cleared and washed, and then that quarterback to clear window. Um, and so he's expecting a puller. He's expecting some sort of RPO action off of it if he has the back to him. So that's kind of just overall 
kind of just a few things uh, to look for in these creepers. Remember, creeper is a replacement. So in this one, we're sending the, the linebacker to the boundary through the B-gap, but then we're dropping the field defensive end. So that's kind of how we get that seesaw action, and that's why it's called a replacement pressure. Let's explain an off-ball sim. So we have the same setup, okay? We're going, we're going to send the inside linebacker to the three technique. And the reason why I like sending it to the three technique, and I know other coaches that do that, some will send it to the nose side. It just depends on how well your nose is. If you have a really good nose and you know he can cop through the B gap, meaning that he can get to contain through the B gap, then by all means, drop the D end to it. You may, maybe you drop the D end. Uh, away from the, uh, the pressure side. So whichever inside linebacker you're going to take, uh, you drop the D end away and kind of keep that creeper mentality with it. So again, let's go through a, an off-ball sim. So the presentation, again, you can have them in an overfront. You can have them, if it's two by two, normally like to set it to the field. So you're giving a traditional presentation again. Uh, with the running back, Again, you can have a peel rule where if I'm the DN to the running back, we peel. Because remember, you're getting a cop action right through the nose. The nose is going to work through the B gap uh, or you are then again on the wedge side, which you're going to get a cop through the B gap anyway. So if you want to, if you have some DNs that are really athletic and they're, they're smart enough to understand, hey, back placement uh i'm i've got the peel if he's on my side that just really alleviates a lot for your inside linebacker if you're more or less no i'm going to, i want him ball fitting i want him attached to uh the running back if the running back's on my side you lock the d end if the running back's away from my side as the box backer then i give a peel alert right so you have that communication so again the the d end how I do it with the three technique, we're going to send the inside linebacker to the three technique, okay? He's going to get run what's called a cross technique. And so this pressure is what I call Allen or uh, Aranda calls it Mex, okay? Because we're hitting the middle. It's a middle cross, right? So I prefer to teach a cross technique instead of what Aranda does with the V-Tech. And all the V-Tech means is we're reading the V of the neck, okay? We've all heard read the V of the neck. If you've ever played football at all, you read the V of the neck. That's where he's going to tell you, you know, that's the departure. I like a cross technique because it force fits that guy. Basically, you're going to get to the opposite A gap unless you just absolutely cannot, and then you're going to pin the hip and climb. That means the center completely overcommitted to that nose, and that A gap is so wide open that you don't have it. You don't have a choice but to run through it. And I've had this happen in a game where they're playing kind of its zone scheme, but it's more man blocking. The center just chases that nose as he's as he's working to the B gap. We call that a nine knows to be and he just overcommits. you have the you have the other guard who's chasing that three tech who's copying through the b gap and it just leaves this a gap wide open and and the mike linebacker gets a run through the other reason why i like a cross technique is if it is a true drop back pass and you kind of get that center and what we're doing is floating the center meaning that we are putting him in a situation where there's nobody really on him we don't have a g we don't have a shade we don't have a head up he's got to decide which way he's going to go right and so if he panics and he just squats then at least that gives my inside linebacker a place to go because i've ran into this when when you're teaching this technique 
and you be like, okay, I can do the V technique. And if you, if it's really hard for your younger players who, who haven't had the experience to kind of understand shoulder tilt, or is he flashing his hands to me? You know, sometimes you get that center and he's just floating. He's literally just squatting down in, in, in there and he's just waiting for the first person that comes. Well, remember, we're going to, we have a wedge technique on the three technique side. So that drop the end is going to be able to fold into that near a gap if we need it. And so, or you're getting that cross dog action from the, uh, from the, uh, from the stack backer. So to me, go ahead and cross that guy, just give him a cross. And that's why we call it a cross technique. Um, so to me, that's that to me is is kind of how we get to this place right the cross technique is basically i'm reading the center's path to me i'm going to cross his face away i'm going to back door but with that away technique like it, he's got to be to the point where he's really showed me his backside and then i'm then i'm going to get it uh, so let's uh make sure that we understand what the whole concept here is what we're trying to get to is odd spacing with an even front all right, let's talk about third down or 5-0 sims explained. So these are presentation simulated pressures. Okay, one of my favorite is the bear's path, which is an internal A-gap pressure. And we do it from an odd front, right? We're going to get somebody stacked on the nose. We're going to get uh, somebody on the guards and we're going to get two DNs. So it's essentially a bear front, right? And then we've got a, the whoever's in charge of the running back is stacked in the middle of it. So we've got our five defenders on the line of scrimmage. We've got an off ball defender blitzing, right? And then we're going to drop an on ball defender. Now, again, you have this already built within your creeper and sim structure, right? So whoever has the D end is peel, whoever does, I mean, whoever has the running back is peel, whoever is the D end away from the running back is the dropper. And so you can communicate this so that you can always get the correct drop because in bears, you're going to get that cop B to C. So you're going to get that contained pressure through the B gaps anyway with your three techniques. So why, if you're already getting contained pressure and they're reading it, why would you not already have that to where you can have that action from your, from your two edge rushers? So those are the three, again, before we go any further, creepers, off-ball simulated pressures, and then your third down on-ball simulated pressures. Normally, uh, you use your on-ball uh, sims, your presentation sims on third down. When you're trying to manipulate pass pro, it's an obvious pass down. I like off-ball sims because it's a traditional look on early downs. So you're getting that traditional, oh, they're in, a, they're in an even front. Uh, so we, you know, we know exactly what we're going to get. I like off-ball simulated pressures versus zone schemes, because that's what the tight front was designed to eliminate, right, is zone runs. I like creepers versus gap schemes, or when you know that they're going to run a pass and you can kind of get some slide lock because you're attacking, you're attacking that B gap, right, or you're attacking that C gap. Now, I prefer C gap against zone, Let's attack the edges versus zone because that's where we're getting the cutback or we're trying to get it to roll off the table. I prefer B-gap creepers when you're playing gap-centric teams because you're either chasing the polar or you're punching the polar depending on depending on the run action. And you kind of get either, I don't mind if we punch the pole and I, I don't mind if we can get the run through, through uh, and chase the polar. So I like B-gaps for gap scheme and I like C-gap for zone. 
simulated pressures for zone, and then third down presentation, you're attacking the pass pro. Early down sims, okay? And then this is kind of essentially what we're going to be talking about. I think they're really, really good. Apply internal pressure while keeping covered integrity. So you're getting one, if it's pass, I'm getting pressure in the face of the quarterback. I'm forcing the linebacker, the running back to track the linebacker that's working into the box, right? We're using traditional alignments over, under, tight. You can run it from any front. That's the other nice thing about these. These are true utility pressures, okay? What I call utility. You can use them on any down and you can use them with any front use box backers to attack the a gap simulating a five-man pressure or if you're sending both we're simulating a six-man pressure the whole goal is to try and get that running back to stay in so that our coverage distribution is seven over four right because you can only have five defend you can only have five offensive players go out for passes so i want my seven defenders to be able to take four it's a simple match i, I would rather have plus three over plus two creepers can be considered sims when bringing box backers so if you are, uh, for instance, the Kirby Smart talks about this uh, all the time. They they call them simulators, right? So they're not necessarily calling them creepers. Um, so when they're talking to the media or they're talking through some of these things, you're going to hear simulated pressures. That's a good example about it. Um, but if you want to break these down, like if you talk to uh, the Aranda crew, they're going to have creepers and they're going to have their sims. Okay, some people call them replacement pressures, especially if you are a odd front kind of lineage and odd front tree where, where your defenses come from, you're probably calling them replacement pressures because you're bringing one person and then replacing that person in coverage with another from the opposite end. Great on early downs and attacking uh, zone schemes. Uh, again, gap pressure or if they're pin and pull and they're trying to get to the edge and you're sending an A-gap pressure, you want to try and get that run through as quickly as possible. And sometimes just that departure angle, it's just not there, right? So the simulated pressure for me, off ball, early down, simulated pressures are really good versus zone because you're kind of containing everything on the edges and you're funneling it into that a gap in the middle of, in the middle of the box so i studied the troy trojans and i'll explain why only trailed west virginia in sim usage west virginia and troy had a massive amount in terms of we're talking like 77 80 percent in simulated usage so anytime somebody is just off the spectrum on that end on just one side i'm like i want to know why they're doing that right so defense was top third in epa per play and rush epa now they weren't that efficient but they were still in the top half of, of college football so efficiency data and epa data are a little bit different it's about how many are you earning or losing points per play on epa and then efficiency data to me is over Overall, looking at big picture, how efficient are you throughout the game? The, their defensive coordinator from last year, Brandon Hall, is now currently safety's coach for OU, working again for his, his mentor in uh, Brent Venables. Great look at how modern defenses are attacking uh, with volume. Okay, so uh, anytime that I see that high number, they're using a lot of value, uh, uh, volume. I want to know, one, what's the value and why are they doing that? Favorite Sims that that they used was the Allen and Max. Max. So going back prior to it, we've got a four down presentation and we're attacking the A gap with the cross technique, right? It floats the center, which I like. If you know that, that the center is a weak point on there, then we want to float him. Even if he, because I want him to either latch on uh, to the nose 
because he's just going to go with the first thing that he's going to do. Well, if he does that, then I've got an A-gap run through, right? Because I've got a three technique. Even if the guard works that way, I'm going to get somebody to come free. Okay, I'm, I've got that internal pressure going right now. But if even if the center is good, I'm manipulating the fit anyway. I'm going to cross face. Even if you're if that center is really good and he's patient and he's sitting there, I'm going to cross his face and he's going to have to eat that rush anyway. He's not going to let that guy go. So I'm still manipulating him whether he's not very good and he's just going to sit there and have no idea what he's doing or he chases. Or if he's a really good center, we're going to manipulate that thing anyway. And that Mike's going to be able to run through that opposite A gap and we're either going to get the stack from the will or we're going to get the fold from the dn okay so uh insert runs a cross technique uh, also kind of known as a v-tech if you're reading it it's a v-tech reading the v of the neck of the center read intentions or autocross i prefer an autocross just because it makes everything just simpler uh, and automatic for the kids dn to the three tech is a dropper you can drop to the nose there are teams that do that other inside linebacker will stack the insert and track the back Okay, and then you have you can do peel rules or you can just play it um, depending on it. If the back is to the stack, he's got him. If the back is away, then you have a D end who's dropping anyway, and you can you can drop the D end uh, or you can you can peel the D end that's dropping and the wheel's going to stack anyway. Uh, creating a quasi cross dog action, which is essentially what you want. You want to layer your attack insert second folder right because it's usually that second folder that's going to be the one that comes free usually the insert uh the o-line panics and they end up taking them okay can adjust coverage for down and distance you know one of the things that, that uh, especially with this allen pressure is kane womack who's now south alabama if you go back to when indiana had that really good defense a couple years ago they literally just ran allen it, that was like the only thing that they ran, uh, but they did different coverages. Add tag to make it a five-man pressure. So just kind of add it. Um, what what we did is, uh, you know, Buffalo doesn't have a basketball team, but Toronto's right right there across there. So we just we just would say uh, the Raptors. So we would have we would have Allen, and then we would have Raptors for a five man pressure. Great versus zone runs. Key to an A gap progression, meaning that you can run this, you can run kind of your your uh, five man cross dogs, and then you could run a six man cross dog. So you, it just, once you teach Allen, you can kind of go through it because everything's already there. You can have a five man pressure tag where you are keeping the D end on the line. Right. And then you can have a six man pressure where now you get an actual six man cross dog hot. Right. Or you can have a different five man pressures where you're running the cross dog and the D end still dropping. So it's all predicated on what your kids can handle and how many pressures you want to carry. Um, I like it again. Finally, pressure directly in the quarterback's face. So it's great versus play action pass. It's great versus drop back and it's great versus zone runs on first down. Okay. Troy allowed the other D end to fold. So they would actually do a read pop. And they would get in the, kind of this, uh, you know, I call it a deuce front. So you have five and twos, and then you can kind of get that natural step. Both those, both those uh, interior D linemen on the guards are stepping out, and you can almost wedge both those, both those D ends. And they were allowing the D end uh, to fold. So not that you have a D end that's dropping, and then you have a D end that's reading it for read pop. So it's great versus quad sets where anytime you have four to a side and you know they're going to zone away from that four-man side because they're either trying to do an RPO snag or they've got they've got stack backers that way and they're kind of running different games with that and they're trying to read the, the tight end. What you can do is load the zone 
to to the backside and then get your read pop so that way you you have your numbers on the inside so utilized an under front and they it also allows the inside linebacker to drop faster because if you know that hey i i i got read pop i don't necessarily have to be the stack that fast i get pass read i can drop um again go back to it utilize an under front again all of these like with troy they use an under front i demonstrated an over front you can run this also from a tight front you can run this from almost any front that you want as long as your kids can get there so teach the dn to read the offense tackle to gain numbers that's what i like i like it because yes it's a four-man simulated pressure but if i've got the stag backer and i've got the dn reading the run now all of a sudden i i have that six man i have that six man box and i'm not just getting i'm not just getting four to the run i'm not just having guys just drop out i think that's the other thing when uh People try and reverse engineer this and they, they're like, okay, well, I've never really run this. I want to run this is that they will drop that DN too quickly. Let him read run pass before he drops. If it's, if it's a kick step and that guy's fanning out to me, then, then drop and get your eyes to the quarterback. But if it looks like a run action, especially on early downs with so much RPO and play action on first down now, let him sit there and just get in the field of vision of the quarterback. Okay. The other one that they liked, which is an extension of this, is what I call Mahomes. Uh, if you uh, pay attention to the saving system, this is Mars, right? The mic through the A gap, and then you're getting the DN wrapping around. It's more direct than Allen, and you get the fold of the DN. Okay. Now, all of these can be run from with any coverage that you want behind it. Uh, so you get quick pressure forces, the center and guard tandem to handle it, right? What are you going to do with the nose working to the B gap? And what are you going to do with that internal pressure in the face of the A-gap right now? Okay. What ends up happening is that center guard tandem work with the pressure, right? The nose is going away. The internal linebacker is blitzing the A-gap. So you, you eat the guard in the center. You've got the, the three technique or the, the interior D lineman away working through the B-gap. Well, he's working through the guard to collapse the B gap. Well, now you've got that guard on that. Again, we're creating open gaps in the A gap. Now I have a DN that's looping to the other A gap, right? And so it looks free. And then the next thing you know, you're meeting a DN right now in the A gap. So even versus run, you want to kind of funnel everything through these A gaps and these sim pressures, okay? We don't want anything outside. Right. So these sim pressures, we we're, we want everything funneled to the pressure. We're pressuring inside. So we want everything funneled to the pressure. This is primarily a third down pressure. But if you are getting a lot of five outlooks or you're getting a lot of 10 personnel or the tight end is constantly attacking the flat. So it's really just a, a maybe six man protection with the back. These are really good versus light personnel. So Mahomes, Mars really good if you're uh, an aranda system guy this is marino or aikman depending on if you want to attack to the a back or away and and here's the other thing with this pressure is you can attack the running back side or you can attack away from the running back side it really doesn't matter it's kind of on preference and what you want so for instance if it's zone centric you can actually do the the kind of the fold or the read pop side away from the running back uh, to really get that running back to cut back right into that DN. So it depends on what you want. Again, this is a third. This is a third down for primarily. Uh, 
blitz. And so if you're doing it, it's usually based on protection. But if you're going to say, look, we're playing a 10 personnel team or we're playing a, a kind of even though they have a tight end, he's he's really kind of a glorified uh, receiver. He's just a big slot. Right. So they're, they're kind of sending him out to the flat. He's not really they're not really running a lot of gap scheme with it. This is a great pressure for teams like that because it allows you to keep coverage integrity, right? You're only sending four, but it also is still giving you those odd spacing fits versus these zone teams. So something to think about if you're like if you're drawing these up is like, hey, I kind of would like to fold away from the back uh, instead. So to wrap up everything, try to combine best practice pass plus read stunts. So anytime you can get that on early downs where that DN isn't just stabbing and dropping and you're getting those read stunts, I feel like that's, that's where you can really uh, get after these guys, especially too, if you're, if your DNs are really good and they kind of understand where the back placement is and you're teaching that and they're aware of that, of, Hey, I'm on the peel side. Hey, I'm on, I'm on the drop side. Uh, and then what that allows you to do is really let those interior linemen or, or those uh, interior, uh, linebackers really focus on their job and they don't necessarily have to worry about uh, peeling. I call it an option, uh, you know, option defense, right? If the, if the offense is optioning what we're doing on defense, why can't I option the offense and what we're doing? Create natural draw, cross dogs, which creates layers in your run fits, right? Sims maintain cover structures. Creepers maintains cover structure. It takes the fire zone principle of Archbarger, these safe pressures, and it makes them even safer. This is like using a scalpel instead of a knife, right? Okay. Yeah. Sometimes when you blitz, it's like using a machete. It's really messy. Hopefully we hit home. Uh, what we're doing here is pinpoint accuracy. We're attacking the offense because we know what they're running. We know what their pass pro is, and we're attacking that. It attacks run blocking and pass pro, and then utility pressures make it easier to teach because once you've taught these movements, you can then install any pressure A-gap to C-gap, and your kids already know what they're doing. So again, I love this. I think that this is a trend that's going to start trickling down. Uh, you, you see this at the college level a ton. It's becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, it started a couple of years ago. People started talking about these third down simulated pressures. Now we're to the point where everybody's using them on, on every down. So they become these utility pressures that allow this to do this. Again, I use the term passive pressure because um, I, I kind of like that, that oxymoron of we're bringing pressure, but we're very passive in terms of the coverage structure. Uh, and I think as the passing the ball becomes more established at every level of the game, that in these quarterbacks have become better and better because of seven on seven and because of the rules that are there for the offense. Here's the thing about defense. We're reactionary and most people don't like change. So it's always kind of the defensive coaches that are always complaining about all the rules. Well, here's the thing. If we already have within our tools to kind of counter the offense and play them at their own game, why are we not using this? So here's an example of how, defense can evolve to match the offense and start bringing the fight to them thanks for joining me on another edition of the art of x show make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel make sure to subscribe to the match quarter Substack. you can find everything that i've ever written on matchquarters.com under the archive link make sure to get any templates that you need for the upcoming season through the template shop follow me on twitter at the underscore coach underscore a and follow the hashtag art of x Thank you.